0: Again, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Um, And again, if you are lucky enough to have, or blessed enough, I should say, to have your mother, uh, please spend some time with her today. Uh, Can we stand this morning as we go in and launch into the reading of God's Word? We just want to honor His Word today. Uh, Turn, if you will, to Exodus chapter number 1. That would be the second book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus. uh, The Exodus of the children of Israel. Um, obviously, this is a very special today, special day today, being Mother's Day, and uh, I, I thought, well, I, I would probably have Sister Tara uh, minister the service, and I thought this several weeks back, but I, I also thought I, I I don't like the idea of having mothers to have to work on Mother's Day, right? So uh, anyway, uh, I, I prayed God give me a message, and uh, and and He gave me one today, so. Uh, again, we want to honor all of our mothers uh, in this service today. We will do that following the service, so please hang around. We have some things for you, some gifts and, and, and such. Uh, Exodus chapter number 1, we're going to look at starting at verse number 22, and then we will launch into go down to chapter number 2 and then read through verse number 9. So Exodus chapter number 1, verse number 22. When you have it, just simply say Amen. Amen. And Pharaoh charged all of his people saying, every son, look at your neighbor and say, son, that that is born. Ye shall cast into the river and every daughter ye shall save alive. Chapter two. And there went a man out of the house of Levi and took to his wife, a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bare a son and when she saw him that he was a goodly child. Look at your neighbor and say goodly. Don't you love the King James Version? She hid him three months. Verse 3. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark. Look at your neighbor and say ark. Of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. Verse 5, And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him, and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and came and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me. And I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. We're going to stop there. Uh, I titled the message today, A Mother's Radar. A Mother's Radar. Look at your neighbor and say, A Mother's Radar. Mother's Radar. Bow your head. I'm praying for you. You pray for me. Let's ask the Lord to bless this remaining portion of this service. Father, we come before you. Your word is already blessed. I pray right now, God, that I would just distribute it out like the loaves and fishes, that you would multiply it to your people right now. You would multiply it in the spirit of your people right now, Father. I pray that you would touch all those that are in service today, whether we're the mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, it doesn't make a difference what our title is today. Lord, I pray that a blessing would fall upon this house and that you would touch your people. You must increase and I must decrease. And everybody in the church body said, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, a mother's radar. <clears throat> a mother's radar. You may be seated in God's presence just for a few moments. <clears throat> if there has ever been a time when mothers need a radar, it's the day and the hour which we are living in right now. With so much deception, with so many traps that are being laid by the enemy, with so much confusion with so much altering and adjusting truth and adjusting the word of god there is this need for discernment for our sons and daughters and for their future amen one of god's great roadblocks on the way to hell is a mother that's planted one that knows the truth and leads her children in what god has for them and we often think as Uh, We think of as fathers, we think of ourselves sometimes and and others as, as being macho and having this militant thing going on. But the reality is men can sometimes be passive. I didn't get any amens right there. Sometimes men can become aloof to the danger. Okay, but a mama, a mama has a radar. Look at your neighbor and say, Mama's got radars. They, they got a radar. Mama's got a radar. A, a mom sees danger from afar off. A radar in a woman can cause a beautiful, well-dressed mother with lovely, long, dark hair and olive-colored skin. This beautiful woman that I would call, a gorgeous woman that I would call a wife, called Sister Tara would cause her to get in the ready mode this radar will cause her to get in this ready mode i've seen this radar at work anybody know what i'm talking about when i talk about a radar i have seen her in a split second i have seen a switch come on anybody know about this switch this switch that comes on on the inside and the radar will go off beloved you know what I'm talking about when I talk about a radar with the, with the mother, with, with the woman of God, where, where she steps out of this quaint, if you will, this little house on the prairie look uh, and, and things all of a sudden and she becomes something of another species. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any mothers in the building know what I'm talking about here? Especially when it comes to her children. Okay. Don't mess with mama's babies. Don't mess with her children. Any, any women in the building understand what I'm saying here. You don't mess with the with with the mama's babies. A, a, a mama bear. I was thinking about mama bears. A, a mama bear and her cub can be sitting and just doing her own thing by themselves, eating fish somewhere. You you've seen the stories from National Ge- Ge- Geographic. You've seen the pictures of a bear sitting by the water and. And and the mama bear is sitting there with with the baby cub, minding their own business, looking cute and cuddly. But when that radar goes off, when something, when she detects something of danger in the presence of her cub and herself, she turns into a beast, right? So the reality of it is we don't live in a peanut butter and jelly world. OK, and in and, and any theology that you subscribe to that is absent of the attacks of the enemy is just simply not scriptural. OK, the Bible is clear that on this journey that we will experience opposition. We will experience attacks from afar off, from close in, from all sides. We will experience attacks in this world. Anybody ever experience some attacks? Amen. And it behooves us to have this kind of radar in our spirit that can sense danger and know what to do in the middle of a situation when someone we love come under attack. Amen. Now now I'm going to preach to uh, our mothers today and I'm going to encourage our mothers and we're all going to love on our mothers today, but I'm going to pray that, that it takes us all, this message takes us all to a new level. Amen. And regardless of where we are on the spectrum, whether we are a a, a mother, whether we are a father, whether we are a son or a daughter or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa, God is calling all of us today to have a spiritual discernment in this hour. We need to all kick up our spiritual discernment. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to have some discernment in this hour. And sometimes we find ourselves in the crosshairs of Satan's scope. He does everything in his limited power to hinder us on our journey. Okay? And one of these, the greatest weapons that he uses is the element of surprise. He does all that he can to destroy us, and and it is that spiritual radar that can intercept and can disrupt the plans and the schemes of the enemy that operates in our life. How many know God is never catching up with Satan? Amen. I've got to remind you today uh, that Satan and God are not co-equals. I've got to remind you today that Satan and God are not on the same level. I've got to remind us today that we serve a God that's all-powerful. And I've got to remind you today that there is a devil that's roaming around walking about like a a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, he might have some power, but we serve a God who has all power. And we've got to be on the lookout today and realize that this is not a fight that Jesus is trying to win. This is a fight that Jesus has already won. Right? He has already conquered Satan. He has already conquered death, hell, and the grave. And God has exalted his son Jesus, and the devil is defeated, and the battle has already been won. The fight is fixed today. Look at your neighbor and say, The fight has been fixed. It's already fixed. Jesus is already the victor. He's not trying to obtain the crown, He already has the crown. Right? So we got to get that out of the way, right? But my mom had this unique radar. My mother had a very unique radar. She, she was never written about in the word of God, but she had a spirit of discernment. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Have you ever gone somewhere and you didn't tell anyone where you were going, but your mama knew where you had been? You can't hide your foolishness and your mess from your mama. You might even be able to hide it from your daddy, but you ain't going to hide it from your mama. And and just because you don't talk to your mama doesn't mean God is not talking to your mama. Come on, somebody. How many mamas know what I'm talking about? When you have sensed in the midnight hour when your kids have been under attack, some sort of spiritual warfare, and you rise up and you call them on the phone and you text them, you talk about what you're doing. understand, young people, this isn't just a random bathroom call when your mom and dad is up in the middle of the night. God is speaking to your parents and God is trying to keep you on track. My mom was, she could identify all kinds of things. She had a spirit of discernment and my mama, she could identify my friends that were up to no good. She would look at me and she'd say, honey, you know, he's up to no good. You, You already know he's up to no, I see right through him. I see right through his mess and you need to leave him alone. I've mean, got some parents like that. See, we got to stop all this mamby-pamby stuff where we just let our kids do whatever, wherever, hang out with whoever and all this kind of stuff. we got to start vetting who our children hangs out with. Somebody say amen. And my mom hated no one. She didn't hate anybody, but she kept it real. Amen. She kept it real. She didn't sugarcoat it. Uh, she believed loving people. Uh, Someone was telling them the truth in love. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? And I thank God for a mother that covered me in my madness. I said, anybody else thank God that your mother covered you when you in your madness, no matter what your age group is right now. I can tell you, if you had a godly mother, I can guarantee you she prayed for you. When you are young, you don't appreciate her as much. But when you get old, you thank God for her. I reflect upon my mother today and I thank God for everything that she deposited inside of me, inside of my spirit. And I believe today that I'm still living on the prayers and the protection of a godly mother. I believe God is still hearing the prayers of my mother today. And what I want to say to all of us mamas, uh, you mamas today in this building is don't stop praying for your children. No matter how frustrated, no matter how aggravated you can be with those sometimes hooligans, you've got to continue to pray for them. So don't stop praying. So the mother, mother I want to talk about today is a mother out of Exodus chapter number two. This is a woman by the name of Jochebed. Look at your neighbor and say Jochebed. Say that about ten times. Amen this woman's name was Jacob she doesn't get a whole lot of attention but shows up in a time hear me beloved when, when the king is killing all the babies and she is now pregnant okay what do you do when you're carrying what the king has commissioned to kill when 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 the very life on the inside of you is at risk What do you do when you are trying to raise a child in a generation where children are under attack? How many knows we live in a generation like that? This isn't just about Exodus 6,000 years ago where we're reading about this story. This is happening today in this hour in which we're living in right now. Our children are under attack. So what do you do when the command of the king is to kill all the babies? Well, what do you do specifically the boys? Okay. Why did he want to kill the babies? Why did he want to kill the boys? He saw that Israel, the Bible said, was growing in strength and in number. Okay. And said, if I don't kill their sons and get rid of their ability to reproduce, even though they are in bondage, they will eventually overthrow this very nation. So the way Pharaoh kept them bound was he killed the children. He was killing the future generation. Amen? Sound familiar? Sound where we are in today's society? We're killing off the future generation? And and I want to say I thank God for Christian parents that raise their kids in the house of the Lord and reproduce godly kids that are a threat to this wicked A threat to this vile world, this devilish world that we live in, this demonic, sexually charged, Antichrist culture that we live in. I thank God for godly parents that live in this generation that are raising their kids up in the ways of the Lord. So this world is and forever will be better because of your influence and your willingness to train up a child in the way that he should go. And the Bible said when they get old, they will not depart from the faith. Some of you today are still holding on to prayers that you prayed many years ago and you're not seeing your children reciprocate on what God has has deposited inside of you in the plan that he has for them. Keep praying and seek the Lord in those times. When they get old, they won't depart from the faith. It doesn't say somewhere in the middle that they may not drift a little bit. You just keep praying. So in Exodus chapter number two, Pharaoh was killing all the boys. Look at your neighbor and say all the boys. And this woman named Jacobet, she gets pregnant during a time when babies are being murdered. What do you do, mom, when you have a child in a season when children are under attack? What do you do? Number one, I just got one point today. I know this is not typical. Sometimes I have three and sometimes I have five. One point today, you've got to think strategically. Look at your neighbor and say, think strategically. Look at your other neighbor and say, think strategically. The idea of getting up and shooting from the hip will not work in this generation. If you are not proactive in raising your children intentionally, then the world will take them intentionally. You have to do more than be accidental and lackadaisical in your approach. And if you don't take care of your children and think uh, strategically, there is a river, you understand, with alligators waiting on your children. And Pharaoh has already sent the edict and that spirit is trying to wipe out all of the children. Our children are under attack. (coughs) They're under attack. Everywhere you go, the enemy's duty is to attack our children. He can't get you because you are established. You are rooted. You are grounded in God. You're grounded in the word of God. You're grounded in the things of God. You're grounded in the promises of God. But your children are not grounded yet. He's going after that which is not rooted in God. And we've got to continually understand that our children are under attack. And... The thought process for Pharaoh was, let's get rid of all the boys so we can kill the future. Pharaoh was trying to kill off the ability to reproduce. So the future of the church, you understand, is directly related to us raising our sons and daughters in the presence of the Lord. You say, Pastor, you don't understand. These kids can sometimes get out of hand. Let them get out of hand in church. They get too far on a hand, we're going to lay hands on them and pray for them. Come on, somebody. we, we, we got too many people in this generation, and, and, and I'm not talking about young mothers in this place. I'm talking about some that I know of that are afraid to bring their kids to the house of the Lord because they're worried about how they're going to act. We've got to get them in the presence of the Lord. We've got to raise them in the house of God. Amen? So the reason satan will not take this nation and destroy our generation is that there are some mothers and fathers in this house and elsewhere that understand that the seed of the word that is deposited on the inside of your children disqualifies satan from destroying our generation the word of god that's been planted on the inside is disqualifying satan from getting to your children Keep praying, keep preaching to them, keep ministering. You got these kids that say, Mom, don't preach to me, Dad, don't preach to me. Keep preaching to them, keep talking to them about God's word, keep talking to them about the goodness of God. Because Satan, if you ain't talking, Satan's talking in their ear. Somebody say, Amen. So we have a generation that needs to be in the presence of God. And as long as your children know God, Satan will never put the church out of business. So we see and we hear about this woman named Jochebed. Say Jochebed with me, Jochebed. She had to think strategically. So she said, Pharaoh is going to kill my son. And this woman had a radar. Any mamas in the building understand and know what I'm saying here. That radar that you know that goes off on the inside. when You know something ain't right and you're in the place where your back is against the wall, and you say, devil, you're a liar. These are my children, and I'm going to take care of them. Whatever i got to do, come hell or high water, I'm going to get through this situation. That's where Jacobin found herself. Sometimes you got to be pushed around a little bit to understand what's on the inside of you. And this woman was pushed around one too many times. Her baby was in jeopardy, and all of a sudden, Jacobin, this radar on the inside of her starts going off. Oh, I'm feeling this. Are you feeling this today? The the King James Version says that her baby was goodly. Verse number two of chapter number two of Exodus. Her baby was goodly. Now sometimes we don't always get the word of God and we've established this over the course of time. The words in the Bible mean something. The King James Version says goodly. The new King James Version said he was beautiful. And all of a sudden I had this vision of maverick all of a sudden he just showed up in my head He was a beautiful boy this boy jockabed's son was was beautiful but here's the thing i begin to search out the hebrew on this in the hebrew it's much deeper okay it wasn't that he was just good looking there was something on the inside of him oh hallelujah there was something on the inside of this boy. There was something about him. And where are the moms that have looked at your children and view them differently than everybody else views them? Where are the moms in the building that can see potential in your children when everybody else don't see nothing but, oh man, they're just a little brat running around here. They'll never amount to anything. No, you see something different on the inside of your children. You see the hand of God upon them. Why? Because you prayed. That God's covering would be over their life. You see the hand of God upon their life. When others see ordinary, you see anointed. Oh, come on, church. When you see and others see ordinary, God sees and you see anointed. When others see common, you see a calling upon their lives. Just a common or no, they'll never amount to anything. They're just some John Doe or so-and-so. No, no, no. They've got a calling on our life and on their life. So when others see rowdy and rugged and a little rebellious, you see a revelation from God and a promise from God that your seed will be blessed. Hallelujah. Don't ever let someone else's report of your children determine your outlook for what God has for them, and diminish your thinking down to their lower level. Never let somebody else dictate where you're going to and how you're going to mother and father your children. Amen? It doesn't make no difference where they were born, you understand. All of us were born. I was born right here in Northeast. You could be either born in the hood or the hollers, you could be born in the projects or a place of prominence, but don't ever let anyone tell you that, that, or influence you that your children will not be great in God. Your children are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, I figured somebody would be clapping right now. I figure some of the children would even get in on this, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But you've got to have this radar. And, and she looked and she saw that her son was different. Your kids are different than everybody else's kids. They're not going to be like everybody else, right? Oh, uh, Titus is my old soul. He he, he does he, he he likes old stuff. He likes old things. He likes New Balance. He likes old shoes. He la- he just likes to look like an old man. He looks like his dad a lot. Of, he's he's just old soul. He ain't gonna look like everybody else. But 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 Jochebed looked at her son and she said, "There's something about him." And she said, I've got to hide him. I've got, In other words, I've got to protect him. She had to think strategically. Look at your neighbor and say strategically. She had to think, how am I going to save my son? That's what was on her mind. How am I going to save my son? So when I read this story, I can't prove this, but I thought this. The Bible said that she took some pitch, And the Bible said she took some pieces of reed and she built an ark. Now, it it isn't the first time that an ark's been built, you understand, and and saved a people. I believe she reached back in the past and she was reminded of a story of a man named Noah who took his family and being divinely warned of God and things not yet seen, built an ark to the saving of his house. And And it was as if she said, if it worked for Noah... Oh, come on, church. If it worked for Noah, I'm going to build my boy an ark and God will do the same for me. He will save my house because I'm building an ark for him. Oh, hallelujah. And she said, if it worked for for Noah, it's going to work for my boy. She had to think strategically. And I need some people just this morning and into the afternoon right now. I need some people to think strategically. Amen. I need some people to think outside of the box. If the devil has our children in the crosshairs, and he does, if Satan is trying to deceive and destroy this generation, and he is, where are the mothers that will say, I'm going to think strategically and build an ark for the saving of my children. (laughs) I'm going to raise my children differently, in other words. I'm going to waterproof the ark With prayer, I'm going to put the word of God on it and I'm going to keep the water out so my child floats on what everybody else is sinking in. Oh, hallelujah. I thought you would have shouted from the rooftops right there. You're going to, listen, they're going to float on what everybody else is. What are you talking about, Pastor? Drugs won't drown them. Alcohol won't take them out. Sexual activity, ungodly lifestyles will not overtake my children in the name of Jesus. Because I'm building an ark. I'm building an ark to the saving of my house. Oh, we gotta all get into the ark business. We gotta Noah been 120 years building an ark for his family. Listen, we've got to take some time. We get we get involved in everything else, but our children. We we put precedence on and I'm talking to the pastor even I've had to even set some things aside and say you know what what's important to me is where my children go not so much where I'm going right now because the future of this generation the future of this nation the future of the church the future of God's people lies in what I do next with my children not somebody else's children my children right Amen. I just had to get off my chest in the name of Jesus. So our children do not have to sink on what everybody else in this world is sinking in. If you've built them an ark, God will make sure they float and it will carry them into their purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Rather than destroying them in the water. And I don't care how old or how messed up. Maybe your children even are right now. They may look really messed up. They may have some really messed up ideas. But keep building the ark of safety for them. Keep building a hedge around them. Keep praying for them when you're ready to give up. And all of us have been frustrated with our children. Every single one of us have been ready to throw in the towel at some point. Some of y'all don't even know how bad you've been. Some of y'all really don't know how. And I'm talking to the pastor even. I was bad for my mom and dad. I often tell our kids, I'll be like, you know, the Bible says whatsoever. Therefore, any man sows, that's how he also reaps. If you want good seeds to come back on you when you get older, you better start sowing some good seeds right now. And sometimes I look at my children and I think to myself, you know what, where did they get that little attitude from? Where did they get that little something from? And I have to look at myself sometimes and think, oh man, that was you back in the day. But I don't care how old they get. Keep building the ark. Keep praying that hedge of protection upon their life. And she made an ark, the Bible said, And in this strategy, she knew exactly when to release him. Exactly when to release him. And I want to tell a mother today that when you've done all that you can do, and how many knows you've all, and we've all been there, you've got to release them kids. You've got to release those children. At some point, you've got to trust God that you led them to, the God that you led them to, to carry them into their own purpose. You cannot jeopardize the future of your child because you are not ready at the right time to let loose of your child. If you don't release them, they will never make their full purpose. You've prayed with them. you prayed over them. you prayed for them. They know the word because you have raised them in the house of the Lord. And and at the right time, you have to know when to release them. But here's the thing. But if you release them too soon, they are in danger. And if you release them too late, they're in danger. And, 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 And the thing about it is, in parenting, God's timing is everything. His timing is everything. But, but how many knows that seven-year-olds aren't going to be released? I, I'm not releasing Titus. I'm not releasing, Ti- I'm not releasing Ainsley or, or, or Alexis or even Alyssa. She's not, she's not of age yet. She's getting ready to graduate, but she's still under my care. I, I'm not just releasing them to do whatever they want. You can't, just, you can't just give in to the pressures of this life all the time and just, just let them go and, and whatever the case is. And say, well, you know, whatever, the, whatever happens, happens. case sera, sera. No, no, no. You've got to pray ahead and ha- be ahead over those children at a time when they're not able to make the right and proper decisions in life. You've got to create an arc to the saving of your house. And you've got to have that radar on the inside that knows the season of release. Look at your neighbor and say, Release. If you will release your child when God gives you the green light, you can trust Him to take care of what you care about the most. So his mother, Jacobed, has put her baby boy on the river in an ark, and it just so happens, once she thinks strategically, and in the right season, he winds up at the back door of Pharaoh's daughter. She walks out, she sees a boy in an ark, Floating on the water. And the Bible says that she had compassion on him. She goes down to the water. Has her handmaid. Go down to the water. drops him out of the water. And this is this is where it gets crazy. She then sends for a Hebrew woman to take care of him. So they sent for Jochebed. Look at your neighbor and say Jochebed. His birth mother. You can't make this stuff up to take care of her own boy. But rewind for a moment as she released him as Jacobin released this boy onto the river. I can tell you something. The devil began to speak in her ear. You can just hear it right now. You're never going to see him again. You are foolish for doing what you're about to do. You should not release him. He's in danger. You should never do that. You'll never see his little face again. And, and, and she's tormented thinking if she keeps him, he will not live. But if she releases him, he might be devoured. But I've got to simply trust God. That's her thought process. I just simply got to trust the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you've just had to place your children, when you've just had to place what is meaningful to you in the hands of God because you can't control, you can't dictate anything further. There's an edict from the king, and the king says, we're going to kill all the children, and you've got to do something, and you've got to have this strategy. And so she strategizes, and she says, I'm not going to allow my boy to be devoured. I'm going to put him in the hands of God. But Satan, all the while, speaking doubt in in her ear, Speaking doubt. Before the release, there was doubt. After the release, doubt. Days go by. More doubt is happening. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ain't seen the prayers come in pass. You're not seeing God moving in any way, shape, or form. That kid's not turning around. Their attitude still stinks. They're still running around like a hooligan. But nevertheless, you keep praying for the... Days of doubt. And then all of a sudden, look at your neighbor and say then. There is a knock at the door. And you can just hear this whole conversation going down. Excuse me, ma'am. Pharaoh's daughter would like to see you. She found the baby in the backyard floating down the river and she needs your help to take care of him. You can't make this up. This is how God works. You've got to allow faith to arise in your spirit because what? Is meaningful to you is meaningful to God. I said that to somebody before the service. What is meaningful to you is meaningful to God. So when you place whatever you have in His care and put it down the river, metaphorically in an ark of safety that you have prayed a hedge around, God will see to it that it gets to the right place. Only God can orchestrate such a series of events. Amen. And not only did, did God take care of her baby, but here's what the Bible said: Pharaoh paid the bill. Bought all the diapers. Come on, somebody. Bought all the formula. Bought the swing. Bought the jumpy bouncy thing that they got, and all this kind. Bought about all the things that they needed. All the stuff that Maverick's got. Bought all that stuff. Supplied all of it. Paid the bill on it. Can I, can I ask you something? Today, is there anything too hard for God? Some of you are in some really bad situations. and You feel like even as a mother and a father even today, because this message is for all of us, that you have failed somehow miserably. Sometimes when you do everything right, you still have bad things happen to you. Sometimes when life is 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 the way it should be and you've done all that you can sometimes you still you just got to put that child in the ark of safety Push it down the river a little bit. Give it a little bit of space and let God move and trust him with it. And you listen, you put your children in the hands of God and he will take care of them on the river, which is a type of this world that was meant to destroy them. And the word of God on the inside of them is going to come alive. And it will listen. It will be a lamp unto their feet and it will be a light unto their path and they will get where they're supposed to be and go because God is the captain of that boat. He's the captain. He's the one calling the shots. He's the one told you ultimately and gave you that intuition, if you will. He's the one spoke to you to put that child in the ark of safety and put it in his hand to begin with. Can we trust God? I'm about to land the plane here. I know some of you are looking like, oh. I want to say today that I believe it was her prayers that got him there safe. If it's on the enemy's agenda today, here's the one thing that's on the enemy's agenda. I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Take notes of this. It is to cause you to get so distracted. It caused you to be so focused on everything else. It caused your time to go to everything else other than your children. To where you don't have no time to pray for them. You don't have no time to think about them. You don't have no time to, to, to pour into them. So all of a sudden they become this. They, they become the background music, if you will. They become off to the side, if you will. They become off in, in the far distant places. And the devil will cause you to allow everything in your life to be more important than your children. He will distract you. Social media, that phone will distract you. Picking it up, having to answer that text all the time will distract you. And all of a sudden, that thought process of, of taking care of my child and praying for my child and praying that hedge and putting them in the ark of safety, if you will, and putting them in trusting in the hands of God, all of a sudden you won't do those things anymore and it begin to diminish because your lifestyle has become as such that your children are no longer priority. I didn't even have any of this stuff on my nose, but I just figured I, I, that God has placed this on my heart and this word is for somebody today. Reprioritize what God has put you in. So I believe that the prayers of his mother got him where he needed to go. Jochebed prayed over this child. Now I want you to see who this is. So who was this mystery boy? Look at Exodus chapter number two real quick and I'm about to land the plane here in a minute. Exodus chapter number two, verse number 10. I want you to look at this. We stopped at verse number nine and the Bible says this as we look at it. And the child grew. Look at your neighbor and say grew. And she brought him up unto Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and she called his name Moses and she said because I drew him out of the water Moses the same Moses that stood before Pharaoh and said God said let my people go can you see why the enemy was after him come on somebody Uh, the, The same Moses that turned the staff into a serpent, this same Moses, the same Moses that with God's help parted the Red Sea and the people walked about on dry ground because Moses was there leading the people, the same Moses that led two to three million people out of Egyptian bondage after 400 years. The same Moses, the same Moses that prayed for food and God gave him manna for the people for 40 years. The same Moses that made water from the rock. The same Moses who spent time with the Lord in prayer and received the Ten Commandments from God. The same Moses that led the people to the doorstep of the Promised Land before he died. And because he had a praying mother that that thought strategically and trusted in the Lord, her child in return did great and mighty things for God. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Because she trusted God, because she put Him in the ark, because she believed God, she didn't have any idea what He was going to do. She had no idea that greatness was on the inside of her. And because he had a praying mother that thought strategically and trusted the Lord, her child in return did great mighty things. The reason, hear me, beloved, I want you to hear this word. And I'm about to close this thing down. The reason some of you are in such a fight is because God, LT, if you would come, God has a plan and the devil sees the potential of your children. I said God has a plan and the devil sees the potential of your children and he's trying to disrupt everything he can on the Nile rivers of life. Trying to take out your kids. Keep praying and build that ark, beloved. Keep praying, mamas. Keep praying, daddies. Build the ark. God has a plan and the devil sees the potential of your children. Yeah, he does. He he certainly, he can't, listen, the devil can't see the free future. He don't know the future, but he can sense greatness when he sees it. He can see the anointing. He don't understand the anointing, but he can see when God has put his hand upon something and blessed it. And so I am here to say today, can we stand to our feet? Mama, keep building the ark. You know. Sometimes we can just think t- things are too far gone. Our children are too far gone. And if you're not careful, even when you're, as a young parent, the enemy will tell you things like your kids are, they're just rebellious. And that's when you've got to fire back, no, they're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you gotta understand that it's that arc of safety that you have built around those children that's gonna keep them in due season. When the pharaohs of life are after your kids, when they when the pharaohs of life are after their mind in the school, said so I was I sent a picture, I, I was so grossed out by this the other day. This, this just disturbed me. Something on the inside of me rose up this past week again in the school. I walked into this classroom. And this teacher is a professing homosexual, obviously, by everything and all the rhetoric you can see all around his room. They make sure everybody knows it's rainbows everywhere, right? Can I tell you, you got a brazen world out there, a bold, brazen world. I noticed off in the corner, because everything's rainbows. And I walk in there and I say, you know what? This room, I know what the devil means for evil. God turns it around for good. When I look at that rainbow, I see the promises of God on my life. I see the promises of God that he will never again destroy the earth with water. That's what he said. That rainbow is gonna be set in the sky. Now, we know the world's taking that and twisted it around. But what I seen off into of the corner was all these little demonic figures. I sent my brother a picture of it. These tall statues of these demons. I don't even know what they're called, gargoyles, devilish spirits, and when I walked into that room, into another room, because there's adjoining doors there, that thing looked like it was staring me right in the eyes, and I looked at that thing, and I said, devil, i rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit in this place. There is a hellish world out there right now. The Nile River is waiting for our kids. The alligators of life, if you will, are waiting for our children. Waiting for their minds. Waiting to grab hold of their bodies in some way, shape, or form. You just keep putting them in the ark of safety. You just keep trusting God. You just keep bathing. You just keep putting that pitch of prayer upon it. You keep gathering those sticks. You keep gathering. Listen, we pray. We have fasting and prayer times on Friday. You just keep fasting for that child and praying for that individual. God's going to answer. So when the radar goes off, mom, don't think it's just heartburn or some other little situation happening. Recognize there's danger ahead. And nobody senses danger like a mama kids ain't going in there. Mm -mm. Nope. We're not doing, no, you ain't hanging out with them. That ain't going to happen. You ain't bringing that stuff up in my house. Right? Come on. We got to take a stand today. I'm watching all these videos online where these kids are telling their parents what to do. What happened? Where we have flipped the script, and all of a sudden the kids became the parents and the parents became the children. What has happened? I don't believe that's here at Gospel Lighthouse, but I know it does take place. But what I'm saying today, Mama, keep building that ark. And you'll know when the time is right. Push it out. Keep praying. You never stop praying for your kids. Never. I remember one of the last memories I had of my mother before she passed away. because Literally, I was there just hours before I grabbed a hold of her hand. And she had all the hookups. She was on hospice care. And I know she knew who I was because she squeezed my hand. And I know even in those last hours of her life, she was praying for me. So keep storing up prayers, moms. And I'm going to tell you something, it will touch generations. It's not even going to just be you that it touches. It's going to be your children and your children's children. It's going to keep just trickling down. Keep raising them up. And when you get weary, just keep going back to the Father and say, I need strength and I need wisdom once again, God, because I don't know how to handle this situation. I'm about to lose my mind and fly off the handle. You better do something here. God will give you the grace. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. I want us to lift our hands toward heaven right now. Father, we just come before you.